Speaking of beds, I start my day off every day in a bed. I wake up at 8 a.m. on the dot every single day. It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head in the sands and I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. What day is it? Shepard. <laughs> and this is. Mitchell Manley, working for the weekend. Of course you are. Yeah. Ev- think, everybody's working for the weekend. Loverboy taught us that. I mean, but like, you actually work during the week. I work during the week so that I can enjoy the weekend. I work for the weekend. Do you know how many weekends I work? Probably most of them. I mean. Not most of them. Like, as a new nurse, of course, like, I have to work a few of them, like, quite a bit. But there are plenty Saturdays, Sundays. Well, look, you've seen me at my worst on Sunday nights when I'm, yeah. like, super sleepy and I have no idea what day it is. Yes. I've yeah. seen that, That's yeah. A, it's so, a sad sight. But I also never know what day it is because I do work on two days officially. Like, when I go to work on Wednesday... I leave work on Thursday. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're constantly crossing over days, which that helps uh, or that, that further confuses the time dilation yeah. and uh, confusion about what day it might be any any well, given day. Just because of the way charting works, I definitely try to get all of my charting to midnight done. And right. then midnight, I don't care because then I can just enter in the day or enter in the time without having to change the day. Right. But I try to avoid changing the day just because I that's... Of all the things, it's laziness. I don't want to have to change. So I wish it knew that if I was writing like 1900, that it was not, um, you know, of the next day. That hasn't happened yet. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. So what brought us to days of the week? Because I suggested dogs. (laughs) Yeah, you you said uh, we we did the names last week. And Uh then I don't know what made me think of days of the week. I just was thinking of something simplistic, kind of like names, Uh since we had a bunch of submissions last week for that. Got us spoiled. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always, you know, they might be giants and stuff in the back of my head. They got several (laughs) songs about days of the week. So, yeah. So you just felt like this feels like a days of this week. Yeah, and whenever I thought about it, you know, I was just like, this sounds like a good a good theme that we have. And I had to double check that we haven't done it because it's it seems so simple. It seems like something we would have done. And so, yeah, now we can check that one off the simplistic list. Yeah, the e- like the, the low-hanging fruit list. Right, yeah, can, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm so, like, off from today. It's even, like, late at night now. We're going to make it. Oh, we are going to make it. <laughs> what did you bring this week? I'm going to start us off with Malibu Ken and their song, Tuesday. On one hand, it's pretty gross. On the other, it's sort of like a pretty desert rose. How against all odds, whether wet, dry, night or day. Garden pig, styre cave, life science finds a way. Box stand, vegged out. Box in a hen house. Gray stained teeth, say cheese through a trench mouth. Cheese. Chase dreams with the hellbound. Posture suitable for a job in the bell tower. One plate, one fork. Itty bitty lamp. I would offer you a drink, but I literally can't. It feels like you're camping when you're sitting on the can where the crib is always simulated living in a van a little light cleaning keep the spiders off his eating maybe one day he'll go deeper really exercise the demon at the root i'm in the sofa cushions over loose change black mold bathtub homie it's a tuesday Well, yeah, 
I can't even keep a cactus alive when I'm present. When I'm gone, it's a groundbreaking botanical epic. <laughs> yeah, Malibu Can. Malibu Can's a newer collaboration featuring Aesop Rock, who's like a legendary rapper and lyricist, and the producer Tobacco, who's known for his solo work and work with his band called Black Moth Super Rainbow. Uh, the music here is pretty characteristic of Tobacco's work. He definitely has a very identifiable sound. Uh, he uses a lot of the really thick, hazy, sun-scorched sounding synthesizers, uh, a lot of really psychedelic gliding synth leads, lots of singing through a vocoder, which makes all his mixes sound really blissed out. But somehow there's also something really unsettling and grotesque about his music as well. And Aesop Rock kind of plays that up in the lyrics here, rapping about just being a gross slob with open, you know, unopened mail piled up and nothing in his fridge but mayonnaise. And there's like mold growing in his car and in his apartment. And he has a line like, on one hand, it's pretty gross, but isn't it cool how life finds a way? <laughs> you know, and, and the lyrics in the video definitely leaning into the aesthetic of like gross and disgusting. But at the same time, it seems to be kind of a legitimate look into the life of Aesop Rock and like other folks whose whose mental health struggles kind of manifest in like neglecting their environment or neglecting hygiene and just like living in this abject depressive loop and like he knows that others are just like blown away that he can live like that but for him it's just another tuesday and so it's like presented in this really hilarious and fun package especially with the weird music video uh but ultimately i think it's probably like a super honest and vulnerable song for for aesop rock and and tobacco to make yeah well I, I thought he was just, like, singing about his life and, like, that was normal and stuff. Right, yeah. There's a lot, especially in the first verse, he makes it very clear. He's just like, yeah, I live like a slob and everything's growing mold around me. And Wait, I thought that was, like, how you just do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a slob. Right. Like, let's just face it. I'm kind of a slob. And how many nurses' houses do you go to and they, like, live kind of gross? Right. I guess it's sort of a weird... I don't know. There's a lot of... Displacement. There's there's a lot of ICU nurses who like come home and clean, mm-hmm. and you know what I do not do? <laughs> come home and clean? <laughs> no, I like look at the dishes and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. That's just like this is on a completely different floor. There's nothing yeah. disgusting no, upstairs. We're good. I'm walking away. Yeah, I hear you. So I I feel Ace Hop Rock. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I'm lucky that like I, I've never been too bad, but I've I've definitely uh, been a slob at certain points in my life. I do draw the line at like mold though, because I yeah. cannot handle. I guess this might actually just be a Southern girl thing. Any type of wet towel on the floor is like the most revolting thing. Yeah, because mildew is real. Mildew yep. is disgusting. It's going to live in that towel and in your carpet. Yes. And here's the thing. I grew up in a house with, <laughs> sorry, carpet in the bathrooms. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, yeah. And then I just remember them peeling up the carpet to replace oof. it. And it was just. So, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually pretty OK in the bathroom. Like, yeah. I the idea of something being wet and sticking yeah. You know, I, I like can't do it. So, okay. Okay. I, I, at least I can feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, I just, I, it's just got these slidey cool sounds. It really yeah. does. And they're just like the best and like admitting stuff is pretty gross. It's just honest. And there's just this artificiality of sounds that's extremely pleasing. And they're just very intense on a tuesday yeah yeah it's just another tuesday but it's kind of like kind of intense like everything about the the way the music is built makes it sound even more intense it's just not yeah absolutely yeah so i just 
the weird like swelling it. and intensity at school. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, do you remember like Stepper and the Money song? I feel like this oh, is yeah. gonna be this is gonna be added to that like playlist yeah, too absolutely. because it, it gives me the same like really good feelings. Um <laughs> I'm I'm kinda like reaching back into something I I've listened to earlier this year, uh, or last year. It's um I'm gonna bring the torn ACLs can't say no to a Friday. I'm always waiting for And uh, this makes me think that it's either uh, about a day of the week or a person, but most definitely probably a day of the week because you can't go through like six people very quickly. You know, I can't go through right. six more. So I just I remember like our CPR episode. Yeah, I remember. And this was the uh, one, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven. Song. Yeah, I remember the, the torn ACLs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like so poppy and happy. And it just I was like. Thinking about what I was going to choose for this week, I knew I'd be able to find a song because, of course, days of the week come up all the time. And I was looking through my Apple Music history, which I found out today um, they keep. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice was, to have. Huh? Yeah, so I was like flipping through, and I came across this one. It says "Can't Say No to a Friday," and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what this one sounds like." And then I was like, "Oh, I can see why yeah. I listened to it five times in a row." Mm -hmm. So I just I love it. It's just. Bright and happy sounding, light and airy guitars with the fuzzy vocals, and the best word to rhyme with Friday is Friday, so they just went for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and there's like all these ah ah ahs, and it just makes you happy. Also, at work, we always declare our last day of three as our Friday, right? Which yeah. is especially hilarious when it is a Friday, or somebody is like, "Oh, today is my Friday," and they're like, "It's actually Saturday," and I was like, "Shut up! It's only been fifteen minutes." <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's lame but true. Yeah, that's that's just a uh, what we do. Yeah, this is definitely uh, very fun, very poppy, but it has that tinge of dread for the days that aren't Friday. <laughs> uh, I love that the vocal harmonies are stacked the whole way through, and even where there aren't harmonies, uh, the vocals are doubled so that everything is really thick and just envelops you in this big warm hug. And it's got the cute little Farfisa-type organ. It's like a very playful-sounding organ and gives it that playful vibe. And, of course, the ah-ah-ahs that punctuate the rhythm and make it really dancey without like stepping all over the mood of the lyrics with even more words. You know, it's kind of tough to make a song this catchy with, like, the minor key tonality happening, but they somehow pull it off. Wait, this isn't a minor key? It's got some minor keys in it. Okay. It's got some minor chords in there in the in the progression, and it kind of makes it kind of a dreary sound. But, but then, so happy. Right, but they, they always end on the major chords, and so it's, like, hopeful, you know? Oh, I don't know. I just thought it was really, like, ah, ah, ah. 
I like it. I just really like it. It is very catchy. I don't know like how all the rest of their albums are, but I listened to this album like multiple times and this song specifically many, many times uh, whenever we had that like that week. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to play this. Um, Our ear buddies. I'm going to say I didn't look at the list. (laughs) (laughs) I just like I was a lot of my week was working. So didn't look at it but i think you selected something and i think justin w decided to like or no not justin it was ben who's yeah. like who was flexing towards me was no that? no that was justin he, was justin. he posted uh what was it called babe heaven or something like yes. that and i really loved that one i ended up choosing a different song i know but i appreciated the fact that i got called out and and there's like flexing towards me and i was like I listened to it and I was like, oh, yeah. this is for me. Very, and I really good. appreciated it. So thank you. Um, our ear buddies, they really came through. Our first ear buddy this week is Debbie, and she brought Omni's Wednesday Wedding. but like kind of other 60s bands maybe it's just kind of like fuzzy and kind of you can barely hear the lyrics and barely distinguish in, distinguish them like oh i guess under the jangly guitar situation right, yeah. and like there's this really cool rhythm thing that i just really really like even though i have no idea what they're doing and it felt like there was like this weird cool sound in the middle and i don't know what it was but i like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, this one had me hooked in the first few seconds. Uh, the guitars are really weird and angular, and the production's like this really pristine lo-fi that makes the guitars sound really chimey and jangly, and that's contrasted with like the vocals and the drums, which are both a bit more backgroundy. Uh, and you know, they both kind of work together to make a really dancey groove for the guitars to just be fun and quirky over. It has a very familiar like indie and garage rock vibe to it, but it still has a sound and style all its own, which is kind of hard to accomplish in like a sea of just trashy garage rock bands relying on the same formula of just like high energy, crunchy guitars and like atonal shouting. You know, uh, Omni kind of pulls out the toy box and really plays in the musical space, uh, which is far more engaging than just like generic fist pumping post punk, you know. But generic fist punking fist pumping fist pump fist pump punk and punk punk yeah i mean look that has its place and like you know the goner records thing i don't want to throw too much shade but like i mean you know a lot of those bands just sound the same 
and it's just very boring to listen to. We're very close I to know. Connor Records, and I they might be able to hear you. Yeah, the, the, I guarantee the hipsters you. are going to climb in your window and beat my ass. I'm just saying there's probably at least one or two Connor Records bands on the street. Yeah, that's probably true at any <laughs> point in time. It's like, I'm just thinking. It was they like, probably live on the street. Yeah. Oh, they're either on the street or in one of our sketchy like apartments somewhere. Right, exactly. Because they're not going to go for the fancy ones, you know. Because that's not very post-punk. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, like, earlier we did give the nod to Justin W. Yeah. And, um, yes, he did not... He, you did not choose the Babe Heaven one, but you did bring the Stone Temple Pilots Days of the Week from Justin W. this week. that we didn't get like one week by the bare naked yeah. ladies <laughs> and and this is kind of like that but like way less cheesy i'll take that yeah so for some reason i thought the stone temple pilots was like more of a metal band or like a lot more harsh sounding mm-hmm. um it's it sounds pretty pop rock to me but with like that weird like psychedelic moment right yeah. i guess and um i'm pretty sure the lead singer wears leather pants at least and has like spiky hair and eyeliner mm-hmm. so i don't like i'm pretty there are facial piercings possibly yeah a, at a various points in his ears, career yeah he's, like the he's had various things. things yeah and i feel like this has no right to sound so poppy and fun and I don't know. I just really love the song through the week. And I actually think that there's like three weeks included in the song. Yeah. Yeah. That and sounds so about right. it's, it's very super listenable and unexpected because I was thinking it'd be a lot more harsh. Yeah. I usually try to avoid like obvious bands and obvious songs. I'm sure we've all heard of the Stone Temple Pilots, but I remember this song coming out when we were in high school, which is like about 10 years after Stone Temple Pilots, like big grunge hits in the 90s. Some of them are, you know, a little harder, but, no, you know, they're definitely not a metal band by any means. But, you know, 10 years later, this song comes out when we're in high school, and I was just, like, blown away by it. And, like, a lot of the diehard fans who like the older stuff, like Plush or Interstate Love Song, seem to hate the new STP sound. It's a lot more exploratory and experimental. And this song just came out swinging as this insane, off-kilter, power-pop banger and just sounded nothing like the old stuff at all. Uh, Scott Weiland was obviously an incredible front man. You see a lot of the different sides of his persona in this music video. Uh, but the real crux at the heart of STP is the interplay between the bass and the guitar, which is uh, the 
brothers, Robert and Dean DeLeo. Uh, Dean plays lots of complex and exciting chord voicings uh, in all their music. And Robert's bass playing kind of graphs on perfectly to really drive the energy of their songs in a very active way as opposed to, you know, just following the root notes of the chords. Uh, together, they just synergize into this colorful undertow of aesthetic chaos, and Scott Weiland somehow miraculously navigates these like catchy, complicated vocal melodies that just stay stuck in your brain. Scott Weiland. Yeah, he did. Okay, I was about to. I was like, is is he with us or is he, he is he is no longer with us. He died. I don't Not know. Too long ago. Yeah, I'd it? say probably in the last uh, five years or so. It's probably 2016, which took out everybody. Yeah, a lot of folks got 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 in 16, 2016. 2016, 2017. No, 2016, the last one was Carrie Fisher. Right, yeah. Or, no, it wasn't Carrie Fisher. What was the um No, I'm confused because there was the Wham guy and then there was Carrie Fisher. Right. Yeah, it was sad. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Never mind. 2016 had a lot of sad things happen. Um Okay, to get me out of this feeling, um, we're going to talk about David H., who brought um, Matt Chamberlain's Monday, a happy song. says Matt Chamberlain is a super talented drummer and composer that's probably played in a band that you like or have heard of. This song is from his self-titled album which plays out like a futuristic spaghetti western that doesn't exist. Um, All of these sounds are some of the coolest sounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of gongish things going on and there's like an altered slide whistle that's not a slide whistle but it is something that just slides. Right. Right. And I really like it. The drums... They just are making me happy, and I also notice them, which makes me super proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of fun electronic stuff. It 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 sounds super grand, such as any spaghetti western should sound. And this is a show I would watch just to listen to the intro music multiple times. Yeah. It builds and grows, and just like gives me chills. It's like a super chill. It's it's, it's David Lynch directs Bonanza. Yes. Oh my God, that's Wouldn't perfect. Wouldn't that be badass? That would be amazing. Okay, David Lynch, if you're listening, please make that happen. So yeah, like like David H. said, uh, Matt Chamberlain is a drummer who you've definitely heard, even if you've never heard of him. Uh, he played on a ton of Tori Amos's records, the first couple Fiona Apple records. He's also played for some more traditional pop acts like Macy Gray, John Mayer, Sarah Bareilles. That's your boo. Yeah, I mean, I love all of them folks, actually. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea that he had ever put out any solar material, and uh, I definitely 
dig this piece. It's very atmospheric and like being instrumental. It's very mood heavy. Has that high noon spaghetti western feel, like David said. But the drums and the percussion just like keep moving and changing up, which makes things feel really tribal and almost aggressive, kind of like some war drums or something. Um, I like to think that he calls the song Monday to sort of evoke the dread and anxiety that comes with Mondays and that feeling of like having to be, be prepared to like quick draw your six shooter against anything going wrong and just like whatever else the day brings, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you gotta, gotta be prepared on a Monday. You don't like Mondays? I mean, not really. Come on. But, but there, there has to be a Monday so that there can be a Friday, you know what I mean? Or a Tuesday. Right. Or a Wednesday. Remember that song is like going up on a Tuesday? Right, yeah. The yeah. club's going up on a Tuesday. Right. I figured that one was going to get posted, but it, it didn't. didn't. But it was in my mind. Yeah. Mind of my heart. Aw. Aw. Also, I don't generally hit up the club on a Tuesday or the club ever, but you know, you, you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, McCaskill, he brings no effects Thank God it's Monday. I'm gonna tell you what I really think I like about Mondays. Could it feel like Saturdays when you don't gotta go to work? Every day is a holiday. I wake up when I want to. I do anything I wanna do. Can't wait for Tuesday. I really never like Fridays. I don't can do what I wanna do. Like sold out at the movies. No, I can't eat at the restaurant. Everybody wanna get tight. Put the boys for a cigarette smoke. I think no effects. Yeah, it's probably a, a pretty dead-on association. Yeah, I mean, well, Scott, too. Right, but... Yeah, Scott and McCaskill used to hang out together, and they would always have their no effects, like, turned-up bill hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I don't know if McCaskill still wears, but... I'm pretty sure he does on occasion. Scott still wears yeah, Scott them. Yeah, Scott still... Every, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Scott definitely wears them every single day. But um, it's so classically punk, and yet they wrote a song called Thank God It's Monday, which you don't think that, like, a punk would, like, like a Monday? Sure. But I don't know what they're doing on the rest of their week that is, like, so <laughs> stacked up that they're like, Monday is awesome. Tuesday is pretty good, too. Pretty good, but too. But, like, uh, F Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I hate Friday. And, yeah. like, thank God it's Monday. Are they so punk that Mondays are cool? It's, like, the yeah, opposite yeah. of Garfield. Yeah, Garfield hates Mondays. They're like, we love Mondays. Thank yeah. God for Mondays. It's really actually a punk song against Garfield. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, yeah, I'll take it too. So yeah, no, no effects are the kings of that snotty pop punk sound. The harmonies and the rhythmic catches and little pickups just make them a whirlwind of fun and energy. Uh, I love the skewed take on Mondays here. Normally we think of Mondays being awful because we got to go back to work. Uh, you know, after the weekend. But in this song, he says he loves Mondays because everyone else is back at work and he can, you know, be free to go do all the things that he wants to do. You know, the movies are all packed and sold out on the weekends. Everyone's crowding out the good restaurants. So he loves Mondays because those things, you know, clear out for him. And of course, the finer point of this is that he doesn't have a real job. So obviously (laughs) he just gets to wake up whenever and he can go see movies and and eat at restaurants. Um, 
you know, uh, yeah, of course, at the heart of this, he doesn't have a real job. So I'm not sure if he's like living on punk privilege or if he's just like totally cool with the trade off of being broke most of the time, but having free time to do the things that he wants to do, you know, it's a tough life to live, but having lived a lot of my life on that same precipice, there's definitely something to being satisfied with the minimum so that you can devote all your time and energy into your own ideas and interests. Maybe it's because he, like, sells out shows every single weekend, and so he has all those cash dollars, and he could just, like, goof off for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, maybe it's just that punk rock privilege. It's like, okay, here's a song that we wrote, and no effects has, has been around for a little while, and now we got money to play with, and we're on Epitaph Records, and uh-huh. so now I like Mondays because I get to or, be a punk rocker for a living. Or they're really efficient at, like, dumpster diving for delicious foods. Could be that too. Yeah, because think about it. It's like you know how to be a freeitarian. You don't really have to. I'm sorry, freegan. A free. I'm sorry. I like the freeitarian <laughs> life where you can eat eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, free, free. I mean, I guess if you're getting free eggs from someone you know is a good thing. But dumpster diving for eggs sounds kind of you know iffy. in Europe. I'm sure it's fine, but here we wash our eggs so that the bacteria can get in them if we don't refrigerate them. That's mm. your fact of the week. Interesting. But they store their eggs at, like, room temperature in right. grocery stores in Europe. It's really, really weird. That, sounds, that sounds strange. It feels weird. Yeah, it feels too. not right. I feel like they just are a lot more comfortable with a lot higher bacteria count. Yeah, you're right. I mean... They I just, eat raw bacon for breakfast and... Well, they leave their deli sandwiches out at room temperature for hours. Yeah, I don't know how I, I don't trust it. Yeah, the U.S. Health Department has really, like... Yeah, the propaganda the propaganda is in me now. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, change the subject. Um, Rico brought DJ Shadows six days. so lovely about dj shadow oh, man. he's one of the best <laughs> yeah it's like there's this music i picked up in my early 20s that's kind of a haven i think as all of us tend to do like we just love that stuff from high school and college and stuff but like dj shadow even his new stuff sparks that same nostalgia but it's not even just because it sounds the same it like it does have a similar vibe of course but like he's done stuff with the what's the band with like the you're thinking of run the jewels yes at least I know the symbol. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amy like, did the the hands where one is holding uh, some jewels and the other one's doing a gun a gun fingers. Right. So at least it's a, this is a visual thing, right? This yeah, is a that's visual. yeah that probably needed some description, but I knew I knew what you were thinking, so it's fine. Yeah. So I like. Um, yeah, I just it just has that nostalgia. I don't know if it's just the way he mixes things and like he's master DJing DJ. Is it a dude? 
Yeah. Okay. He's like master DJing and like so many people have walked in those shadowy shoes Indeed. after him. And I just really like how he does it and then the way he samples stuff. Uh, the way I was introduced to him was after like DJ Spooky came to APSU and he gave a lecture on audio collage because mm-hmm. that's fancy. Essentially, we call that TED Talk now. But sure. um, whatever. I just prefer DJ Shadow stuff because A, he's not giving lectures on how this is like audio collage but he just does it so well he just sorry i like dj shadow yeah i i I went through a huge dj shadow phase fresh out of high school and and this was always one of my favorite songs it's like very moody and solemn uh but dj shadow's beats just hypnotize you and you find yourself really drawn into the vibe and like taking in the message Uh, he samples the lyrics from a song called six day war by a band called colonel bagshot uh, and it gives this like pretty harrowing, ha- harrowing and bleak view of life during war and like how much things can escalate from like mere talks and political addresses to full on destruction and terror all within six days. And it's such a powerful track and DJ Shadow does an amazing job of taking this really heavy and dark subject like war that didn't get much attention in traditional hip hop and presenting it in a way that kind of aligns well with other politically charged hip hop and invites this like new consciousness into a well-established political space within hip hop. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, DJ Shadow's just, he's legendary. He's been around forever, produced for everybody, and like has a very characteristic sound. You know, he's he does he doesn't have to be pretentious like DJ Spooky and give a, a lecture on audio collage. <laughs> or he just does it. I watched a video earlier of DJ Shadow mixing, you know, doing a live set, and he basically just produced 30 minutes worth of music off the cuff I in, in, in front of a live audience. Is it just with like a MacBook? No, I mean he uses records. He uses That's what I was thinking. And I mean he's he uses very little other stuff than just at least, you know, for his live performance. He's got two turntables and he's just like And he's matching them up and mixing records live and it's incredible. See, I remember cuz I think like his debut album had like those people in the record shop too. Mm-hmm. Was that his debut album? Uh he had that, I think the, you're the, thinking the of looks. introducing. Yeah, I'm, which the, I think he had a couple records before introducing, but introducing, that was his big yeah. like mainstream. And it's so good. Like so worth owning a copy of that, but like yeah. it it gives me a lot of respect for him knowing that he's not just like mixing on a MacBook yeah, cuz no. a lot of people or like that's how they DJ now. Yeah, and like just, there's there's a degree to which that's fine if you have like some cool controllers and you're there's you're some doing complexity some stuff, to it, but there's something about like the physical. Yeah, office. I mean it's it's amazing to watch him just mixing live. You know, he's queuing up the second record while he's got one going, and he's got some other thing just playing background noises. And I bet he almost looks like he's just like meditating. Yeah, I mean it, it does look a lot like that actually. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's got all his records. He's got a huge record collections. Like YouTube. Interviews with DJ Shadow, dude's a genius. I was like, I haven't seen an interview with him, but I just imagine like he's so super zen about beats. Yeah, I just the way he does it. Yeah, even it, it's not even like fast paced stuff because a lot of times there's a lot of focus on like that upbeat dance stuff. Yeah, and he, like just as this song was talking about, it's like kind of like a very chill. Yeah, he's known much more for like the trip hop kind of like yeah. more chill kind of stuff a lot of times more moody and atmospheric rather than like super hard although he can go hard too he can with same with, with the, the rain with the run the jewel <laughs> stuff <laughs> that whole that song he's got a song uh nobody speak is the yep. name of that song it's just like it's intense, hard as fuck it's an intense video yeah. too it's like uh it's dr strangelove meets um 
men fighting like physically. Yeah, it's I love good. it. It's very, very, very good. That is a hard one. Um, Craig is going to round us out with Bleached Wednesday Night Melody. Find yourself is bleached not bleach it's not the anime it's not the anime which i don't even think was a good anime everybody seems to like it i'm really weird on anime anyway oh it's probably because the anime kids scared you off yeah i think i I thought a lot of them were pretty weird and i just didn't catch the dragon ball z bug which seems to be everybody's (sighs) entry point there's there's a single a single anime that i like let's this anime talk sorry is it sailor moon it's not it's samurai champloo so if anyone likes Samurai Champloo... Are you going to cosplay next year? Dude, I might. <laughs> I would love that. I'd, I so, need to so, <laughs> see what Samurai Champloo looks like. So not Bleach, but Bleach to the band. Right. So everybody knows I like angry lady music, even mm-hmm. though she's not like super angry, but you can tell she's tough because she's like got attitude. like... Yeah, she's got an attitude and she's got some like hardcore guitars behind her. It just scratches that itch and it's ah, 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 again. Um, it's aggressive. But with like serious harmonies going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Bleach is such a fun and rocking band. Uh, someone in the YouTube comments described him as if Hole wrote happy songs. <laughs> yes. Which true. I thought was rather fitting. You know, they definitely have the, the 90s alt sound that I love. You know, I know female fronted isn't a genre, but there was a particular brand of really catchy 90s alt rock with like female vocals and a more focused and balanced aesthetic in the songwriting rather than just like grungy and grimy for its own sake. You know, bands like Hole and Babes in Toyland, L7, Veruca Salt, Luscious Jackson. They all brought like a lot of different styles and approaches to that like post-grunge alt-rock sound. And I think it really helped push and shape a lot of the like late 90s and early 2000s alternative and indie music. Uh, Bleach is definitely a product of that lineage of badass ladies with the sounds like very airy and fun and catchy, but also very heavy and rocking, demanding, you know, demanding to be taken seriously. A song has like some sunshiny, beachy vibes that remind me of the band Best Coast, who I've brought to the show before. It's like very poppy, a lot of bright harmonies with this very secure sense of confidence in their heavier rocking foundation. So it's just a really cool sound. And uh, I don't know, just punk, punk, you know, punk as hell, just rocking, you know. But like happy. And sunshiny. Yeah, it's very yeah. thunder pop, very. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call them sunshine sludge, but. They're not sludgy. They're, they're thunder pop, we'll call them. Aww. It's like. I guess it's like you you feel the thunder when they like start the guitar. Yeah. Dang. Oh, sorry. That's, I'm just gonna pretend like that happens now. <laughs> um. 
So, okay, of course, I probably, like, totally went off on too many tangents because it is late. Um, you can tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at END Pod, which I am checking on the regular now. Yay. You're welcome. Come on, just tweet at us so I'm not having to look at whatever political stuff's happening. Oh, boy. I, I'm glad I'm not on Twitter, to be no. honest. Ooh, Twitter during political season? I'm sure it's a nightmare. You see the worst of everybody. I can imagine. It's terrifying. But because people aren't tweeting at me, um, I'm getting like terrible suggestions, which are all politics. Let's yeah. change that. Also, um, Dolly Parton's birthday is that was this past Sunday. Yeah. Also Happy birthday, Dolly Parton. Also today. Oh, I see. <laughs> see, and Mac Miller's birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was it, too. I like Mac Miller. He was all right. Yeah. So, he did, too. Yeah, he he also did. He did. Sorry. <laughs> Bringing it down. Uh, you can check out everybody's suggestions in the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. And the voicemail is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show andypod at gmail.com and you can find the show andypod.com for the 10710 network, which last week I forgot to mention try to podcast. Oh, and yeah. I felt really, like, really bad about That's not mentioning right. yeah. them. And then the beverage uh, minute has quite a few has like three episodes out and i'm still waiting for the next uh nerd out loud because i used to live tweet all of their episodes right and yeah we love our sister shows i love the sister shows i get really excited also i'm really sleepy you can tell that's quite all right (laughs) sorry which song are you gonna lull me to sleep with so i'm gonna lull us to sleep with they might be giants yay seven days of the week uh so here's a song not only detailing the days of the week but also addressing one of my all-time favorite themes how much going to work sucks, <laughs> and how I'd rather be honing my own talents every day instead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's a pretty simple and self-explanatory song, so uh, no sense in gilding the lily too much here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy Seven Days of the Week by They Might Be Giants. Too late on a Saturday 
I hope you're ready to see my daily routine, because I'm going to show you anyway. Geez, somebody got up on the wrong side of the bed.